All right. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, Draskoy here from 10knorm.com, where my main focus is to help guide heart-centered entrepreneurs that are consistently under that 10K per month mark to transcend the blind spots that are keeping them from thinking, feeling, acting, and authentically marketing so they can normalize their own versions of 10K months. And for today's episode, we have a Real Talk segment where I bring in a heart-centered entrepreneur who's on their way to their own 10K norm, and we have some Real Talk. And that Real Talk is about you know what's currently their biggest challenge in this moment right now towards their own 10K norm. And in that conversation, we explore who they are, why they do what they do, and then live on the call, I get to help them you know, explore and get out of their own way on the challenge that they're currently experiencing in their own 10K norm. And for today, uh, it is my privilege to bring to you Claudia. Um, and you correct me if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, but it's it's Gotzelman. Is that correct? That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll take pretty good. That's fair. Um, and as I was going through Claudia's um, submission and like looking through who she is, I think if I can summarize in, in like the, the shortest amount of time, like who she is and, and, you know, what would be the one word that stood out for me, it was eclectic um, mm. because there's so many cool things that I think just from the outside looking in that you do, I mean, from being a traveler who's lived on four different continents, like you grow your own food, you're a yogi, you do guided meditations. Um, and then on top of that, you are a midlife coach, an empowerment coach, uh, an end-of-life doula, which I've actually never heard of before, so I'm excited to dive into that, a uh, trauma therapist-to-be, and uh, actually you said that you were training with uh, Gabor Mate, who mm -hmm. I've listened to quite a bit on uh, like London Real and a Tim Ferriss podcast, so that's really cool, I'm excited to dive into that. And if that wasn't enough, you are still an advertising photographer. And I looked at your pictures and I was like, wow, these are really cool. Even in my <laughs> amateur, unknowing anything about uh, photography uh, experience, but I really enjoy just kind of scrolling through that and seeing the cool stuff that you do. So Claudia, thank you very much for being here and uh, welcome to the uh, Real Talk segment of the show. Well, thank you for having me. That was quite an intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you, you do quite a lot, so that's why. I guess so. You know, it's interesting. It sort of accumulates more and more. I don't know. I'm, I'm a very curious being, so I have this urge of learning. I guess that's part of why um, there's more and more in my resume. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like it, it's grown quite a lot, and I feel like it will continue to grow as, as you grow. Um, so what I'd like to kind of start off with, because there's so many different aspects that we can go into. Um, I mentioned that like a, a midlife uh, doula or sort of end of life doula is something that I don't actually, I've never heard of before. So if you want to start off there, you mm -hmm. certainly can. Um, or if there's anything that you want to give context to, and then we can move from there. I uh, hold the space up to you. I think that's a good point to start. We'll start right in the middle and... Of. So I became an end-of-life doula, which is there's birthing doulas and there's end-of-life doulas. So basically, I work with people at the end of their life. Um, 
five years ago, I basically felt I was dying, not literally, but emotionally, internally, my whole life fell apart. And I got really intrigued with death. And since I'm a very curious person, I just had to learn more about this and then how synchronicities went forward. I, became, I did the studies and became an end of life leader. That's amazing. So it was always the, and, and this is such a common thread to so many people that you know I speak with and that I follow, which is out of like our biggest pains and seeming disasters is usually where we birth you know, our, our biggest gifts. Like oftentimes our right. mess becomes our message. So mm-hmm. um, what was it about that period that birthed you into, you know, going down this path of, of being an end of life doula? Well, so I felt that um, I was something in me was dying. And so midlife coach, I think when we are in the middle of our life, we call it now, it's this word, it's kind of sloppy word, midlife crisis, right? But I feel it is actually a transition. And we only fall in the so-called crisis because we don't have the tools or the language to understand that our life once again is changing. And, you know, when you go back into our ancestors, there was always initiations and ritual. And people would just, or, you know, when you were little, you would become an adolescence. There was an initiation into your adulthood. And so as we would go on in life, there was always another stage where maybe somebody would hold you and give you some, share some wisdom and you would shed some old parts of you. But in our modern world, which is so lost. And then, you know, especially in the Western world. So we fall into the midlife crisis and we don't have any tools. And I feel that, I know it's a lengthy answer, <laughs> even though oh, I'm totally answering. So, you know, and throughout these, these rituals, initiations, then and now there's um, always a death and there's a rebirth. And so I, I felt that I really wanted to get in touch with that part in me again. And then I can, became very passionate about voicing it and sharing it forward because the more knowledge we have in letting go of what's no longer needed and accepting that death, that, that death and then putting it down gracefully then we make space for the new and we can rebirth and welcome this new, whatever new wants to arise in us, right? So that's sort of the, brings it together in the coaching world. Absolutely. So what stood out for me, which is something that I've always identified with and, and, and I've worked with people through and, and I've certainly experienced in myself quite a bit. It's like, so often we speak about like up leveling or transcending mm-hmm. or, or, or like ascending or however it is you, you, you we speak about that like rising consciousness or, or inner mm-hmm. uh, up leveling. One part that always stood out for me, even in like stoicism or in other ways that people have explained it, and, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what your thoughts are on this, but it's like your old self resists that like the reason it's so hard is because your old self freaks out it's almost like it's a death of the old self to bring in and allow the the higher self in to to be rebirthed as something new so is that something that you've experienced in your work and in your own process to to reflect in my own 
Yeah, in my own process, I think the magic happened when I gave up resistance, when I surrendered. And surrender in the best word, in the best sense of the word, not in the like I'm against the wall and putting my hands up, but really in the in a way of like there's acceptance. And um, maybe, okay, today is going to be a shitty day. And I'm in this mud hole with myself, but also I get marinate in it. <laughs> there's nutrition in that mud, right? I mean, it's all metaphorical, but it's really, it is actually that, that truth. You sit in your own pain and your own, yeah, like it's just this acceptance and then suddenly it comes and it bursts itself and, so, yes. And that's amazing because I think it's, you know, we started this call talking about, well, it is from the pain that usually you have this birthing of something new mm. and better. And I'm sure you go into this uh, in your coaching as well, but the distinction between like pain and suffering, right? And you mentioned mm. the resistance. So mm. in, in both my personal experience and working with clients, like it's often our resistance to you know, whatever it is that's behind the pain or is causing the pain that actually causes us the prolonged suffering. Right. Um, so in your experience so with regards to like surrender, because that's something that's certainly been so true in my experience too, is part of that surrender also accepting and allowing just the resistance to be, and then it suddenly passes. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah. Absolutely, because the pressure goes away in that very moment when you allow whatever wants to arise. And even, you know, this is this is such an interesting topic because there's, you know, spiritual bypassing. It's like, oh, we're all, you know, just chill out. It's all good. You know, it's fine. I'm not angry. No, I think we need to embrace whatever there is. Like, you know, and it's a grieving process and we grieve. We're supposed to go through the motions of everything, of the tsunami, of the disappointment the fear the shame the anger you know all of it the loss like and then we come out on the other end and it's it's basically this burst come out right again once again we get to burst and we are in the darkness and then we come out and we come into that love because that we're bursting something new which is yeah up leveling i like that word you that you actually use that the new version of ourselves so, so what is it that resonates with you when you hear up-leveling? In which context? So in general, because you were saying, I, I like this word and this is something that, uh, you know, kind of hits home. So what is it about up-leveling that that hits home for I you? I think it's it's just an upgrade of the system. It's about maybe entering a new flow state. It's about deeper trust. It's about also peeling back another layer. So maybe let's say okay, we can go right to Gabor's work, who compassionate inquiry, you know, what he says, or, um, you know, we're born like this beautiful, innocent soul. Like this is the authentic self, right? Who we are mostly. I mean, there's already some things can happen before we're born and that's ancestral um, baggage. But in general, let's just say for the sake of it, we are very pure and then life happens, our childhood happens and more and more and more and more things we're holding on. And, you know, one um, tragic happening is triggering another one and another one. We carry so many things. 
but when we can when we allow to see ourselves and to let go and accept then we can also pull and peel back another layer and we're letting go of the package and we get to get closer to who we truly are meant to be in this lifetime and Absolutely. to me that is and you know and to me that that is really to 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 show up and be loved yeah to get to that true essence that's oftentimes just kind of hidden behind all of the stuff like all of essentially the bullshit right that that that's, mm-hmm. that gets in the way and you know it's secondary i think what caused it to be there but all of that piling that just keeps our light from shining um i think that 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 flows into our life in so many different ways you know even outside of business because i think if you can't shine your light you then are muffled to the people that actually need you the most. Mm. That always, um, and kind of the reason why I started 10K Norm was so often it's not necessarily the marketing tactic or the strategy that doesn't work. It's that if we are fundamentally still afraid to be who we are authentically and to say it out loudly, like to just do things, tell people, as authentically and loudly as possible, no real marketing tactic is going to work, right? Or Mm -hmm. if we are okay with that, we oftentimes then add another layer to it and we deny who, like, because somebody, you know, an expert or a guru said we have to market this way, we deny our own authenticity. And then it it, it just, there's a mismatch between how we express ourselves and, uh, you know, what's authentically wanting to come out. So has that been your experience as, as, as you gravitated this world? Oh my God, I love everything you said. It's so beautiful. It's exactly so true. So um, when was this? In November last year, I suddenly sort of, you know, maybe through, through the whole last year, let's say because of COVID, you know, things you internally shifted the photography fell away because it was not deemed essential anymore. And so I really got much more into my coaching. And so I, I always had this idea throughout the year and I was like, I'm finding my voice. I'm finding my group. And then in November, I started podcasting. And I, I really found my voice. And then I did the sound uh, meditation stuff. I found another level of my voice. And it's, I'm still ongoingly finding my voice. But if somebody would have said to me, now it is what, June, a year ago in June, or maybe, yeah, a year ago in June, I was like, oh, you're going to be all on this podcast and you're going to speak publicly about all this. I'm like, no, me, no, never. And so it's so freeing to, to, to step into that space, into that space of me, who I'm asked to, as I'm up-leveling to this new person, this is this message I feel like I carry and I want to share with the world. And oh my God, trust me, it's definitely show, it's my edge and I have to, you know, you, I'm stepping into my vulnerable space <laughs> and, and social media, it's, it's very interesting because there's this conditioning, right? We, there's this pressure. It's not like any, somebody says that to me, but it's this internal, the internal voices who I'm then hearing, oh, you should be doing like this. Oh, if you did that, maybe you lose some people who will not like you. And, you know, it's just fascinating. We're like, no, I just truly, truly, truly have to be me. 
And if I'm passionately being me, then everything else will come. Absolutely. And, and I think the, the, the great thing, and, and if somebody's listening to this or, or rather is watching this on, on YouTube on the video recording, I think what stands out for me is like, you know, your, your tonality, how you just kind of like, I, I know your, your coaching is called like blossoming, right? Like you have that, like, I think you just blossom when you were like, yes, like I can finally just authentically speak about who I am, what I do, who I do it for. And I think that's mm-hmm. so uh, important for heart-centered entrepreneurs who by virtue of being sensitive and by virtue of being very attuned to things, you know, that there's mm-hmm. always this, like, I, I think it's not obviously true for everybody, but there's always this element of like people pleasing or, or like, how do we are perceived in the world? How do we make sure we, we navigate it so everybody's okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like you've made quite a lot of shifts in that transition for yourself. So what I'm curious about is how did you go about actually making that happen? Me personally? For you personally, yeah. When? Like so there's, in this ago? last year, because you, you mentioned in this last year, I made this shift to like, I'm just going to speak my own voice. I'll get on podcasts. I'll talk about what I do. Yeah, no, it just came from the inside out. Okay. There was no, there is no, there wasn't even any overthinking. It was really, truly out of my gut feeling. And I also really trust my process. I trust the universe, whatever comes my way. I'm a very open-minded being. And if, if it's meant for me, it will be, right? It will come, my, it's, just, it's like, the, it's a vibration. So um, I started this and it's not like I made a plan. It's not like I was like, oh my God, I need to be on this and this and this podcast. It's just, so Matchmaker, maybe you, you're, yeah, you're, you're, we actually connected by a Matchmaker. Correct, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> exactly, I mean, amazing. So I did this profile one day. I was like, I'm going to do this. What do I have to lose? Nothing, right? I'm just going to put myself out there. And that's sort of how it came. And it's it's an amazing platform. And whoever feels like one that, or, you know, we, again, we need to speak the same language. And then so, somehow we connect the right people will find each other. And it's been an amazing journey. I've met so many great people I've become friends with. And it actually helped me tremendously through the lockdown. I had all these deep, windy conversations. I felt like I learned so much. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful. Absolutely. And I love that because that's kind of been my experience with the platform as well. And, mm-hmm. and ironically, it was actually my girlfriend that said, you, you need to like do this podcast. Like, you, you know, it's when people hear you speak, like it's a different thing. And I resisted it for a long time, right? I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't really like listen to a lot of podcasts. I prefer video, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason I bring that up is one of the things that, you know, I was kind of hearing potentially even between the lines as you were talking is like the gut feeling I had was stronger than the thoughts I had around, you know, why I shouldn't do it or should look this way, et cetera. And that kind of overpowered you into getting into action. Right. Mm-hmm. And you also in between there mentioned, like, I should be doing it this way. It should look like this way. If I say this, who will it offend? Will it not offend? Will, you know, like all, all of these kind of thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's extremely important because so often than not, we reject ourselves before any real objection happens. Yeah. And when the real objection happens, it's actually never really that bad. Like hearing an actual no 
mm-hmm. in some ways, and it's not always, it's a, it's a blanket statement, but in many ways, it's really not as bad as how much we were rejecting ourselves before yeah. that no even materialized. And oftentimes we even get a maybe like more often than no's, right? And it's in the mm-hmm. maybe that we create our own suffering of like, but I didn't do it right. I, am I worthy enough? Like, is this going to be mm-hmm. good? Like what? I'm clearly not good enough. Like it just, we create our own rejection there. And the fact that for you, you surrendered and got out of your own way, uh, I think is really cool because it's, you overcame those thoughts without ever having to consciously like work on them. So yeah, and you know, there, there's there's multiple layers to this. So, you know, it started with one version of like me stepping into this and 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 talking about certain things. But then um, over maybe beginning of this year, I really started talking about death and how I am very passionate about this, how, you know, we really need to show up in a different way towards the topic of death and it's definitely there's a big stigma around that people don't want to talk about it and uh, also I started posting more on social media on, on Instagram about death like blurbs and what and how I feel and in the beginning I was definitely like no I can't post this people will not like this <laughs> you know it's about death oh my god and I was like, no, 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 no. This is my passion. This is really my message because we are disconnected and death isn't optional. And, and when we are connecting to that this death will arise, then we can really live a much more fulfilled life now. And that's, you know, the key element of my coaching. So it was very fascinating how I had to overcome yet again another hurdle in my head. No, it wasn't externally. It was nobody said, but Claudia, hey, you shouldn't be talking about this. No, it was my my, my ego mind was telling me that, you know, nobody else. Right. It, it wasn't like it was my thought saying you shouldn't yeah. talk about death. And I attached to those and said, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't talk about death. But it's like, hold on. There, there's nobody <laughs> like I, I'm the only one saying I shouldn't be talking about this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's amazing so and when I did it you know at the end now I've talked about it so much it's been actually so freeing and people are like wow this is an interesting take you have on this or it's a refreshing take or I'm so glad you addressed this and you helped me I'm trying to shift my life I mean there have been so many beautiful responses and um, um, feedback from people um, via, you know via the podcast or via social media it's been like wow so it's I think people are really needing these tools and the reminders. It's just that, again, I had to, you know, I'm talking about the stigma and I was still myself stuck in the stigma. Mm, Right. It wasn't other people's stigma. It was my own stigma Mm. or my own stuff that was actually, it's like prejudging, right? Like you're prejudging something that hasn't actually occurred. Yeah, it's these old constructs. And, you know, and there's so many layers of them. Because you let go and you let go and you're like, I got this. I got I this time. No, I really, I got it. I'm free from this old story. And then another thing comes and then it goes deeper and deeper. And you're like, whoa, where does that suddenly come from? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's always like one thing attaches to the other. And then yeah. eventually, well, actually, I mean, I, I would like you take on this as well. So one of the things that I talk about in like my coaching is, 
you know, we have this sentiment of like waking up. So like bringing awareness to something that's wrong. So like you talked about, you know, I realized I was kind of, I had the internal stigma before there was actually an external stigma. So mm -hmm. I, I woke up to that. I, I gained awareness. And I believe once you gain awareness of something, you can't really be unaware. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, even if I am aware, sometimes that doesn't actually change people's behaviors. Like I'm aware that I have a pattern of, you know, like attaching to my inner critic, but sometimes people don't like, they're only aware and they never actually um, grow up from that. So the second part of like from waking up is growing up. And to me, it sounded like you kind of did that in one fell swoop. I realized I had this stigma and then I just, you know, transcended or did something with it, whether it was conscious or, or unconscious. So my question to you is, did you have a process that you went through to go from that waking up to growing up or it just ended up kind of happening in that moment? I think it's it, 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 it's a continuous journey, but I was thinking when you earlier talked about it, that people may not be able to change their behavior, even so they become aware of it. It's because it doesn't feel safe. So they rather stay, whatever the situation is, whatever the relationship is, you can at um, attach anything to this in that old framework, in that old relationship, because that's what we know. And it feels safer, even so it's harmful to stay there because it's comfortable, right? So I think because I'm so curious, um, and I know sort of my edge. I need just to go there and I need to see how it feels because what do I have to lose? I can always come back to the thing I already know. If mm -hmm. I don't do it, then I'm like, then I, for me personally, then I would think oh, I should have, why did I not do this? You know, it's, it's the sort of how I'm wired. And that's why I lived in many places in the world. <laughs> It's all different things because I have this, this sense of adventure, maybe. I don't Absolutely. Know. So that sentiment of because I've, I've I've grown over the years so familiar and okay with the uncertainty that comes with travel and like you know mm -hmm. what's next. I'll just flow my way through it. I'll figure it out. It seems like I've practiced that so often that combined with the curiosity that actually just allows me to process that waking up to growing up a, a lot mm -hmm. faster would that be accurate yeah i mean in a humble way yes i think it's just how how i'm how i'm wired even in an unhumble way like you can just enjoy it and, <laughs> and own it it's totally okay so yeah, yeah you, actually well, and the other thing also i think maybe last year i also embraced a whole nother level of floating and trusting and that is such an essential part of how we, I think, need to live. Because we, you know, life, we always think we're in control of something, but we're not. And then came COVID and everything shut down, right? So really like told, showed us we're not in control of anything. Our planning went out the window, you know, boom. But what we can be certain of is our internal landscape, our internal knowing, our internal holding you know, our internal grounding. And so, and there is this, again, the gut 
feeling and if we get in touch with that and we understand what our inner voices tell us or not and what you know how we befriend our demons and dragons there's i don't know there's this there's a trusting state and there's this floating and like i'm going to, to be open i see what comes my way if it's meant for me i it will be for me if it doesn't great I had an experience, but maybe it wasn't. And it's not that I am just sitting back and waiting for something to happen. I'm actively involved in this process, right? I'm, I'm, I'm doing. But it, I think if you really truly get to know yourself, you also know that feels right. Now, the energy doesn't... I have to put so much energy to make this work. And, you know, or doors open suddenly in front of you and be like, whoa, <laughs> now I can actually walk through this. That's, you know, maybe the Mr. Voices, that's interesting. It's like, I feel like I am truly supposed to have, I share this message forward. It feels right. I mean, yeah. it definitely, it's coming out to me. I, I think that the passion <laughs> for sharing that message is 100% um, alive in when I speak to you now. So I agree with you 100% mm -hmm. on that one. And given that you know you have so much awareness and experience as far as you know this is like I'm so self-aware that I, I can navigate my way through a lot of things when you bring that into you know your challenges now with regards to like growing this business and, and establishing your own 10k norm um, what comes out for you as far as like this is what I'm finding most in my path right now as a, as a hurdle, you mean? Yeah, as a hurdle mm -hmm. towards your own version of, you know, your 10K norm or, or your growth of your business. Um, right now, I feel like it's to stay focused. So I, 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 have, I have a lot of ideas of what I, what I want to share. And I think I'm a better speaker than a writer. I, I feel like I need to talk more because it's also my passion, right? It's my energy I'm bringing forward. So then I, I get sidetracked because now I'm also a student. I study. And then I'm still a photographer. So there's a lot of like, I feel like I'm pulled in a lot of different directions. And I think for me, the challenge is to really stay on my, like with the energy. So my energy doesn't get too. Um, it's like diluted. Into, yeah, into too many different things. Uh, Got it. So, I mean, I'm unsurprisingly very self-aware, right? Like I, I realize what my patterns are, but I'm not exactly 100% sure how to deal with them. That's kind of what's coming out for me. Mm -hmm. um, so kudos to you for that. And it's, it's a very common thing that I find with, I mean, it's entrepreneurs in general, people in general. Um, and that's why like even in the 10K Norm program, like we spent the first half of it, like normalizing and that includes managing our, our thoughts and feelings, learning how to self-coach ourselves. And then the last module, which is relevant for this discussion, is actually about focus management. How mm -hmm. do I focus consistently enough on the things that I know I'm capable of doing, know I should be doing, know that I want to do? And when that veers off course, how do I manage myself through it? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to your actual focus, is it more that I, like you are just 
selecting different things because they're kind of like that shiny object syndrome. It's just exciting to do a lot of things, or I don't actually know which thing to do. So then I just kind of like try a lot of different things and see where it'll land or something totally different uh, entirely. How does that reflection kind of land with you? No, so, you know, I bring this, I bring my experience from the photography also over. So I know as a photographer, I never run, ran for trends. I mean, there's photography, you know, like, especially in the fashion world, there's like this style is fashionable now. And then next three seasons later, a different photography style. And I'm like, no, you have to really, truly, you have to develop your own voice, your own vision, and then you, you will stand out. So I'm bringing this right into permission to bloom and let's say into my Instagram platform. And, but I, I think I, I, I am on the right path, but I feel like my message could be bolder and stronger. And I'm, I'm not, Sure, maybe it's these like little blurbs on Instagram live. Let's say I just do like 10 minutes, seven minutes and intermix them with some meditations. And I think that would be really powerful. And then I would build a stronger, loyal community. But I haven't done it yet. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's coming. I feel it actually. Again, it's another burst. I'm bursting again. There's another bursting process inside of me. And it's so fascinating when sometimes I'm like, oh, am I losing this interest or what's going on? And the next day I'm like, oh, it's there. I feel it. Oh my God, this is what I need to do. So I, it's a fascinating process knowing about it. Absolutely. And I think mm -hmm. given somebody with your experience, you also like somatically experience a lot of these things, right? Like you, you understand it, you feel it, mm -hmm. you flow with it, you kind of tune into it. Um, so I, I can definitely see why there would be so many different like layers, so many different flavors to, to, to your question and, and to your process. So the, cause I'm kind of taking notes as you are sharing this. So out of like being uh, or staying focused, like not being sidetracked, um, this sentiment of like, I need to speak more, this sentiment of I need a bolder message, I need a stronger message, out of those three things, what do you think is the part that is the obstacle for you right now at this moment? You have to break the ice. Sorry, to- You have to break the ice, I have to do it. I think it's, it's, it's you know, I talk about this as, so often on my on in my Instagram page, it's like this one step. It's just one step. It's again, it's that edge. It's that vulnerability. It's like, okay, I'm just gonna do it. And uh, you know, and I do Instagram lives, but it's just it's done with another person. It's much more planned. But instead of just being like, this feels right. I'm out and about in nature, and now I feel this. This is coming through me something, and I'm just gonna share it forward. And I think I just need to break that ice and do it one time. And then I'm, I... <laughs> okay, and in this context, do it, like you would define it as like an Instagram live or making a, an, an impulsive or spontaneous mm -hmm. post, like that, that would mm -hmm. be it. 
Not to pose, but like speaking. And okay. yeah, speaking for between five and 10 minutes, being really concisive and focused on my thought process, what I feel like I share forward. You know, I want to, I want to have content, good content. I want to be really, the message should be clear. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's another, it's a muscle I'm probably strengthening and I just feel like it's coming and I just have to do it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so the, there's a few different layers that sit up for me uh, there as well. So one mm -hmm. is, okay, so I have to just break the ice and do it. I have to go, go live, right? Then there's a sentiment of, well, I just need to speak more. So I have to speak more. I have to make the content good and the message should be clear. Well, so, they all morphed together. They all somehow morphed into this one thing, into that step, into the, like the little bird needs to be pushed out of the nest. <laughs> got it. And yes, I agree with you. They do all kind of morph and circle around this one right. core thing. So if you had to state that core thing into one sentence, like one concrete thought, what do you think that thought would be? In, and I don't know, you lost me, which, in which, like, what do you mean one concrete thought? So you were saying like all these sentiments of, I got to mm -hmm. go live, my message should be bolder, it should be stronger, I need to put out good content, my message should be clear, I got to just break the ice and do it. If you had to summarize that issue, if you had to summarize that sentiment, that resistance, how would you mm. summarize it into one sentence? The resistance. Um, well, breaking down the elevator is probably some fear of not being incisive or good enough. You know, it's just, that's again, it's like I'm, I'm saying this, I'm being my own therapist. <laughs> sure. You know, so um, that's probably an underlying sort of belief system. We all have that, right? We, when we do things or we don't do things. So that's probably one thing I, I, an old, an old voice, an old belief system is coming back in and being like, no, you shouldn't be doing this, Claudia. You know, doesn't feel good. It's not gonna go well. You, people are gonna laugh at you. <laughs> and then there's this whole, then I'm like, wait, wait, this is an old story. I don't need to hold on to this. I'm just gonna do it. So I know you said one sentence and I gave you 20. It's usually how these things work. So that, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. So I shouldn't be doing this. People will laugh. So I shouldn't be doing this. Let's get a little bit more clear on that one word, this. What, what, what is this? I shouldn't be doing, if you had to elaborate on this, what would it be? This is the going live and being live in front of an audience. That's, you know, I think it takes courage to do that. We're... You know, it's so fascinating because I know I use this word a lot, fascinating. Um, because we are on social media, we can hide behind this wall, right? We can take on an identity with whoever we want to be as long as we just post words or photos. And then there's this life and the life is very real. It's just, you speak, you are you. You really have to show up to yourself and the world and whatever message you carry forward. So there's, on that, that I think that's 
you know, that's the courage. That's the edge. That's the vulnerable space. It's like walking out on that ice. Guys, it's like the courage, the vulnerability is, mm -hmm. you know, not to show the polished, you know, Instagram ready thing, but no. to, to show the, 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 the real full spectrum. Like that's not necessarily yeah. one or the other, but the full spectrum. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's and that's exactly my message also to, you know, my coaching world. <laughs> like, let's be real. Let's be, you know, be authentic. And then, you know, so I, I live my own message, basically. And it, I think in, we are conditioned. We live in a world where the, the judgment comes very, very fast. Mm -hmm. uh, so you do a hundred amazing things. You do one wrong thing. And that's what sticks with people, right? It's the news. It's like we, we drive on a negative or, 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 you know, nobody wants to report about good things. Like on the very end of the newspaper or the news station, right? It's like, also that happened today. Absolutely, yeah. And that's where it'll naturally gravitate towards. Because, I mean, right, yeah. you know, we all know that fear sells. So, yeah. Are you like, are you okay if we dive a little bit deeper into mm -hmm. like those statements and kind of go into, okay. Oh, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. I love it. It's just, this is, this is great. Perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you are such a good supporter about it because I think this is, like you said, the real talk that really helps you because it's cool to just, you know, be here. And like we said, we have those Instagram ready, like polished mm -hmm. things that we say, and, and that has its time and place. I'm by all means not anti any of that no. but i think it's, it's these things that really drive the point home so thank you for for being that mm -hmm. beacon for everybody that uh, is going to listen to this episode um so the one that kind of i keep coming back to like when i listen to you is this whole idea like i shouldn't be uh you know going live you know with an audience like i shouldn't be doing this so if you look at that thought because to me it kind of summarizes everything that we talked about right like it, whether I'm distracted well it's easy to be distracted if I shouldn't be doing this because I, I need to find what I should be doing right I need a better message because if I have a better message then I should be doing it because I know the message is, is right right if I am bold right if that condition is true then I should be doing it right but mm -hmm. as long as I keep thinking I shouldn't be doing this then as you've seen there's like 10 million different branching thoughts that will justify I shouldn't be doing this, mm -hmm. right? And this is how a lot of hearts and entrepreneurs get into these things where they'll chase the next marketing tactic, they'll chase the next webinar, they'll chase the next strategy. And again, that has its time and place, but it's only ever as good as your ability to manage yourself through, and I call this thought management and 10K norm program, through mm -hmm. these thoughts. Like, how do I self-coach my way through this? Mm -hmm. So with this thought of I shouldn't be doing this, like who would you be without that particular thought? Hiring Katie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly it. <laughs> oh my God. And yes, I no, do use your work quite a bit in, in, uh, in what I do. Who would I be? Yeah, no, it's, I would be, I would be um, that person and I would be doing it. And it's, it's interesting that you use that, you know, turning it around. It's, it's, it's really where, and, where is it centered? It's this belief system, which I just need to let go of. Yeah, yeah. who would I be? I would be free of, of this fear and I would be 
not caring and I would be passionate and I would be doing it and I will be. That's the thing. I will be doing it. Love right it. after this call. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, listen, if, if you want to do like a follow-up accountability bit, if I, I went and I did this after this one, <laughs> I'm totally fine with that too. So since you are familiar then with Byron Katie, um, mm -hmm. are you okay if I walk you through the, the rest of the questions? No, let's do it. That's okay. great. Yeah. So you were saying, okay, so who I would be without this thought of I shouldn't be doing this, I would be free. Um, I would be passionate. I would not be caring, like essentially, you know, what, I don't know the specifics of your thought, but like, I wouldn't care so much to like not do this. Um, so then if that's like the case of like, this is who I would be without that thought, like, is there a reason to actually keep the thought of I shouldn't be doing this? No, no, no. I think you can take it even further down. Like it's, you know, it's, because we are who we are right and everything is interconnected and it's it it takes us even back to our self-worth how we grew up in our family of origin and our childhood i mean there's so many things which play in when we have to show up in a new way when we go to this edge and you know when we walk out and suddenly something we get triggered because, and as I said earlier, you know, we, we often, we all do that. We conscious, subconsciously, you know, play small. We stay small. We don't step up and out and, and become this shiny diamond. We are basically are because of exactly that, you know, this belief system. And then you ask, yeah, who would I be? That's it. And you would mm -hmm. be right. Like everything we actually start yeah. at the beginning, right? right. Like you yeah. remove the bullshit, you remove yeah. the attachment, the suffering to the thought of I shouldn't be doing this, mm -hmm. whatever the root of it was, because I think sometimes it's the branches of that yeah. thought that get in the way. You're left with the free, full essence of I would just be living without fear. It'd be easy to execute whatever mm -hmm. marketing bit. Right. So then just to complete that loop, since you are familiar with inquiry, right. If you were to turn around the thought, of I shouldn't be doing this. What might you turn it around to? What feels should, true when you turn it around? I should be doing this. I simply should be doing this. I simply will be doing this. And I simply need to step into this space I am called to step into. Yeah. I mean, that certainly feels truer for me. Uh, how mm -hmm. does it feel for you? Oh, it feels, I know that. I know, I know that. I, awesome. I truly know that. It's, it's this, and I think it's this birthing I'm going through right now myself. And it's this voice also, which, you know, it's like, I guess it's, there's this like this, there's the voice, the old story, don't do this. And then as it turns around and it's this journey, there's an internal journey, right? And then yeah, suddenly this other, voice gets louder I'm like yeah why have I not done this <laughs> why did it take me so long <laughs> <laughs> yep that's usually how it works and one other thing I would offer to you in the turnaround because I, I do agree with you like not I shouldn't I, I should be doing this but this, this is this is everything that I said I wanted to do this is actually it but it's my attachment to that story, to that narrative that actually keeps me from doing it. Mm. So what I would offer to you in an additional turnaround 
is, and I do this oftentimes on my own and when I coach clients through it is if we replace I with my thinking, what would the turnaround be? I with my thinking. My thinking. Uh, how, so I should be doing it. I, my thinking should be, I don't, I not completely. So your original statement was, <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. But then what do you mean by thinking? So if you I shouldn't be thinking I with my thinking, what would the statement be? My thinking shouldn't be existing. Well, my no. thinking shouldn't be doing this. Hmm? My thinking shouldn't be doing this. Correct. Hmm. My thinking, but my thinking, it, this is my inner critic. So it's how it's, it's hard to, it, it's, well, I can only talk from my point of view, my, 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 my process, right? So it's, it's not something I can switch on and off. I have to come to this. It comes from the inside out. And yeah, I have to come back to the birth. I have to give birth to this, to this conviction, maybe, to the courage. And it maybe tomorrow morning I wake up and I'm like, that's it. So would you like some additional reflection on that yeah. piece? Okay. Sure. And the reason, this is really fascinating. I'm so happy that it kind of went in this direction because the easiest person to lie to is ourselves. Mm -hmm. right? and, and I don't mean that in a judgmental way, but the reason that I point that out is, so you had a shift when you said, okay, so I turn it around and it shouldn't be like, I should be doing this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that statement, while inherently truer and you know much more closer to the action you want to take is also very future focused like Ooh. i should be doing this is true in this moment it'll be true tomorrow and in a year from now right okay. and it can stay, true, stay true the whole time when i ask you to say okay turn around the eye to my thinking your energy right away went down and your brain went into like the first thing you said, well, this is my inner critic. And then you just went on this whole tension, right? And I went into my brain to cognitively analyze it instead of staying Protection, with my body. Right? Yep. Correct. Right. Because if <laughs> wow, as a smart nice. individual, I keep like thinking of all these reasons, then you went into, well, if I wake up tomorrow and I, <laughs> I give birth to this, like all future focus that has nothing to do with right now and it's oh all protecting God, yeah. from what? The one thing that is the real truth here, which is it is I'm my doing this that shouldn't be doing the live. Mm. My thinking and my narrative and my attachment to the story is actually the thing that's keeping me from doing it. Now mm. it's fighting for it to not die and allow for the birth of what you said, right? I am free of fear. I'm passionate, et cetera, the, the, the bit behind, right? So it's, it was, it's interesting how like in the moment where you have the opportunity to realize it, that's when that resistance always strikes because mm. it doesn't want to die, right? It doesn't want that death to occur. And, you know, I think you, you yourself, as, as far as I can see from your face, like you're realizing that and obviously the listeners, et cetera, 
But how interesting yeah. that that has occurred. No, that's an amazing catch, hey? That's great that you caught on to that. And it's so true. It's Yeah, I think I'm even a little bit like blushing now. <laughs> I was like, wow, you call me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's always good when you do it to somebody else, but not never on the receiving end, right? <laughs> well, it, it's it's always, of course, more easier if, it's, if you are not involved. If it's if you do it to somebody else, you just see the person from far away. You're not emotionally in it, so it's harder when you are in the middle of it. But yes, you totally caught me. So yeah, amazing. <laughs> No worries. So again, thank you for, for being, you know, and housing this container, because that is at the end of the day, what I believe the conversations around these topics need to be had. Examples like this need to be shared. And yeah, okay, it is the core of what I do in 10k norm. Um, but this, especially, and then you proved it today, it's like, you know, we went through a process, you felt better. Yes, thank you. I'm not more voted. I'm going to do this but you were still that one step removed mm. from actually being closer to then doing it after this mm. call tomorrow, whatever, because you were still right. rooted in a better feeling, you know, I'll do it next time. So it was that one extra step mm -hmm. that oftentimes makes the difference between, you know, I'm doing the work to the level of which allows me to connect it back to my results. And that's why mm -hmm. I always say with regards to focus, because we started this whole conversation with focus, mm -hmm. you know, Focus is the evidence of active decisions, right? Am mm -hmm. I in the moment making the decisions to either self-coach myself through whatever, you know, BS is coming up? Mm -hmm. And if I don't need to do that, then am I taking the active decisions to do the things that are going to produce results in reality that mm -hmm. I can then say like, okay, this is working. This is not working. Everything right. in between that is drama. Yeah. Right? And that really is the sentiment of like connecting the work that hearts and entrepreneurs do with the actual uh, marketing piece. So thank you. Yeah. No, I wanted to also say, and it's a waste of energy and space inside of us instead of, again, I mean, this is, you know, it's, we all do this again on whatever level we, we, we waste so much energy on the journey and turning and, analyzing instead of really not it yeah it comes full circle as i said even with the voice it was just happening right yeah. a year ago or november and like you asked me oh you know was there a process i'm like no it was my gut feeling and now in this moment when we just did this i could have also be like hey no it's a gut feeling i'm just really going for it but it was much more of an yeah cognitive overthinking going on and the old story resisting like, Ooh. absolutely yeah so that's again right the, the waking up you clearly you see it now so kudos yeah. to you for, for being present and, and, and open-minded to do that um so yeah in terms of i think in your instance moving forward you know i think you you know what your message is more than you initially said you did and i think that was part of this whole narrative mm -hmm. uh, so it's just a matter of okay now when I catch myself in these loops, can I turn that around mm -hmm. and then just be who I am without them, which is the free of fear, not caring, passionate, and, and really true to like, I think it's clear to everybody that your messaging and, and why you're doing the things you do about death and the rebirth and all of that, like clearly that that is something that, that you're behind. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's what is on top of that, that that needs the clearing. So 
Yeah, from my perspective, thank you very much for uh, being present for that process. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I really enjoyed it. It's it's great because I'm hardly on the on 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 the receiving end. On the other end. Yeah. So it's and it's it feels a little bit vulnerable to do this recording and being live, but then again, right? It's let's just be real though. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Cause yes, you are correct. It is not everybody's cup of tea. So I appreciate you doing that. And uh, I guess before we close it off, any other follow-up questions, comments, or concerns about that whole piece that we just went through? No, I think I, I will digest it and um, maybe journal about it because you know, it's, 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 I like this turning around and really looking at it and analyzing, I mean, analyzing, yes, or understanding maybe beyond the cognitive, maybe it needs to also, I need to understand it or arrive to that answer through my body. And that's not an excuse. It's just my process. Um, and so I think I will do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that embodiment piece is so important that, Mm. you know, many well-meaning individuals will like, I'll go meditate, I'll go journal. And oftentimes I think that falls into the category of either relief or spiritual bypassing. Mm -hmm. So your propensity to go towards the pain and to actually like embody whatever it is authentically present Mm -hmm. is going to be a key component of actually making the transition and the the transcendence of it. So definitely I agree with you on that one. Um, So in that case, to just close it off, how can people find more about you or what you do? What, what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? Well, as we discussed, all the Instagram lives now on. <laughs> yeah, right. Now they won't be able to get rid of you because you'll get into it. Exactly. Oh my God, it's funny again. <laughs> okay, good problem to have. So that, that's fair. Awesome. Um, so, well, Instagram, yes. Permission underscore to um, underscore Bloom. Permission underscore to underscore bloom and then my website permission to bloom coaching that's how you find me awesome so yes definitely i think uh, in this instance we're, we're always the hardest ones to take our advice this was your permission to bloom as well on on instagram live so <laughs> thank you very much for being on the show being vulnerable and uh, being such a great example of uh, you know how to go through this work on our own so that's thank that you. for today's show thank you